0: SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same gay parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/WYNNBET. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Um, Here, bringing you another week 14 underdog battle royale preview presented by SGPN. Just me, myself, and I once again today. Nobody wants to go snorkeling with me, sadly. Um, So, I'm just going to be here, yeah, breaking down the uh, giving you some positional uh, values, breaking down some. uh, You know, each week I go over some new uh, trends that the uh, week four, you know, that the battle royale winners have been having over the year. So, I'm going to be giving you some of those and some games to target as well. But first, I just wanted to uh, get into actually a little bit of the playoff best ball, which is a um, something that uh, Underdog, I imagine, is going to keep releasing over the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, they already filled one uh, playoff best ball tournament, and they are in their second one right now, and I am already well deep into my drafts. Um, for those of you that don't know, though, this is a uh, best ball tournament that's going to go on during the NFL playoffs. Each round of the NFL playoffs is a round in the um, in the in the tournament so you're going to be grouped into initially i believe it's an eleven thousand person tournament in total originally you're uh segmented it into six person groups that's it's going to be the people that you draft with um it's a 10 map it's a 10 round draft you have one quarterback run running back two wide receiver and uh two wide receiver slash tight end and one flex position um these are super fun you know and it gives you it's, it's very unique and you know it actually has a lot of different nuances to it um especially if you got on it early, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of value to be had as people didn't really know what they were doing. And, you know, most people, I I was telling uh, the guys on the SGPN podcast last week that most people were dead in the water right from the get go when they started these drafts. So, um, I was just here going to break you down as you get into these drafts, give you some little advice that I've been going through. You know, I've been doing a ton of these over the past month. So um, this, the field got a lot sharper this week. That is for sure. Um, You know, I think people finally started releasing some content on these playoff best ball tournaments, and it's not quite as easy as it was before. Um, Predominantly because people were drafting from seven or eight different teams before. Um, So if you can imagine, we're trying to get to the Super Bowl, you know, and that that's when all the big money is going to be won. So When we get when we're drafting, when there's a 10 round tournament and you're drafting players from seven or eight different teams, most most of your players are going to be eliminated by the time that we get to the conference championship, that Super Bowl, when we want to win that big money. So what I was doing from the very get go was, you know, you want to be predominant. You want to get at least five or six, uh, you know, five, six players, maybe even seven players from two different teams. Pick your Super Bowl matchup as you're drafting, you know. obviously you want to put a premium on, you know, players from the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas city chiefs, the Buffalo bills, Cincinnati Bengals, maybe to a limited extent, the Miami uh, dolphins, San Francisco, 49 ers now without Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, you know, those are just some strategies that you want to get off right from that. That'll get you, you know, there, there's some still people who are just kind of drafting the best player available. That'll give you a leg up on them right away. Um, yeah. And like I said, yeah, we're just building this Super Bowl matchup, you know, it, and we want to, you know, it's your it's a draft where you're going to have your plan blown up midway through the draft. So you want to have some pivot points too. Uh, the Bengals before their win against the Kansas City Chiefs were some a great mid round pivot. You know, people were, uh, you know, people, you know, have been putting extreme value on Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills people really weren't giving the Bengals much of a shot. So I was able to get a lot of Bengals in that first playoff best ball tournament, but now they're going a lot higher. So now, you know, if, if my plan gets blown up, I really like the Vikings in the mid rounds, um, you know, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, Kirk cousins are going very deep in draft. So if, you know, if you find, you know, if you, if you, if you if you're trying to do a Philadelphia Eagles stack and you know, you started off with Jalen hurts and all of a sudden you're looking around and every, you know, all your Philadelphia Eagles are taken, you know, don't be afraid to pivot over to the Minnesota Vikings. They are, um, you know, they, they have some really good late round values. Dalvin cooks going pretty deep in drafts as well. Um, you know, another thing is I'm just ignoring ADP at this point, you know, we're, the people that just draft, you know, the best team, you know, the, the people that aren't really correlating their teams, they're going to have a lot higher advancement rate through the, those first couple weeks, but that's not really what we're shooting for here. We're trying to get a few of our really good teams into that AFC, AFC NFC conference championship to the Super Bowl. So, um, uh, you know, I'm kind of ignoring ADP here. I'm just, you know, whatever, whatever I can do to fill out my stacks, especially early on in drafts. Um, you know, if, if you get your stacks early on, you know, you get your Philadelphia Eagles and your Bengals matchup, you know, you, you, and you can pick it up at later on in drafts. You can draft an Austin Eckler, you know, somebody like that, you know, or, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you know, guys that are getting drafted in the ninth 10th rounds that people just don't anticipate going deep into the playoffs. And that's why they're, they're available at deep in drafts and in, and Los Angeles Chargers plays, maybe they're not even going to make the playoffs. But I really like the Seahawks as well. That's another one of my late round, you know, if, if it's just completely a dead draft, you know, you can do DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Geno Smith, 8, 9, and 10. Get yourself a very unlikely Super Bowl uh, contender there. Uh, but, you know, it's still a chance. You never know. So that, you know, those are just some of the strategies that I've been invoking uh, so far. Um, oh, and one other thing that I wanted to bring up is that uh, this is – this is something, you know, I, I was building up a Kansas City Chief Philadelphia Eagle, uh, you know, tur- you know, tournament like a couple uh you know, stack a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, man, I was really happy with. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, these are two teams aren't even good. I'm not even going to be able to make it past the first round. I have seven players between these two teams. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm not even going to have any players playing in the first week. So you want to keep that first round by in uh, in mind when you're doing these drafts, because that's very important. Um, the Buffalo Bills are in the front run of the AFC right now, but. The Chiefs are still statistically the favorite just based on the schedule. So, you know, if you have – the Philadelphia Eagles are pretty pretty much the favorite to get that first round by in the NFC. So, you know, if you have – if you're drafting a lot of Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City, you, you want to keep in mind that, um, you know, especially with just one um, team advancing in that six-man group from the first week, you want to make sure you, you give yourself a chance. So, if you end up drafting – you know, if you draft Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chief matchup – you're going to want to uh, get some players later on in the drafts and those final few rounds that are going to be able to compete for you the first week. And so, you know, if I'm doing that, I'm only actually going to stick with five Kansas city chiefs or Philadelphia Eagles players, for example, because I need, because those players aren't even likely going to play the first week. So I need a whole nother set of five players to get me through that first week. So, you know, you just have to get creative with it. So, you know, that's just a lot, there's a lot of different nuances. So if you pay attention, you know, and you know, you're a smart drafter, there's a lot of leg up to gain on the competition. So, with that, I will dive into the Week 14 Battle Royale. But I will just play pay a quick round of bills really quick. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas online sports betting and casino play, exclusive rewards, and right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win, ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we are back with Underdog Fantasy. Um, you know, it goes perfect with this podcast. You know, we got them back as a sponsor, so that is great. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is a great for their weekly battle royale format as well, getting an early start with their playoff best ball. So underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. We are on top of all that stuff here on this podcast already. Um, so with that, we will dive into some of the uh, trends. You know, e- each week I like to go into some of the uh some of the trends that I've just been noticing in these underdog battle royales, um, you know, each week I do a little bit, you know, I go over each battle royale winner and I try to, you know, try and notice some things that they've been doing. And this week, you know, I decided to go over which uh, round they, uh, the battle royales uh, winners were drafting each position. So, um, you know, I uh, went through each winner and, uh, and, dis- and you know, discern where they drafted their quarterback, where they drafted their running back, wide receivers and tight end, you know, and I found some interesting findings Um So um, in all for the quarterback position, it was two for round one, two for round two, three for round three, none for round four, two for round five, three for round six. So, you know, pretty big mix up there for running back, just one running back in round one, Um, two, uh, you know, four battle royale winners selected a running back in the second round, Um, two selected a third round, seven in the fourth round, few at five and six here the wide receivers uh you know there was actually f- four battle royale winners selected a wide receiver in the first round five in the second round so that is a lot higher and you, you keep in mind with the running back wide receiver you know the battle royale winners you know um it's been you know you decide between going two running back or three wide receiver predominantly the winners have gone two running back two wide receivers so that's something to keep in mind there um So And we have another sixth in the third round for wide receivers. So a lot of the Battle Royale winners, you know, we're seeing a lot of wide receiver heavy early rounds, actually. Um, And then for tight end, we actually had a whopping five Battle Royale winners, which is the highest of any position drafted tight end in the first round. And then we just have one or two mixed in the rest of the rounds. So, you know, what what did we learn here? Um, You know, there's no particular round to grab a quarterback. You know, it's a pretty even mix up there. You know, you just have a couple sprinkled in in each round. So, you know, um, when you're drafting quarterbacks, of course, uh, we know that every single battle royale winner has had a top three quarterback from that week in their lineup, except for one. So, we can eliminate most of the quarterbacks in the league right off the bat. So, we're sticking with guys that we know have top three upside. So, you know, given that there's only six quarterbacks drafted in the battle royale total. Um, you know, for those of you that are new to it, I, I used to go over it each at the beginning of each episode, but I've gotten out of that a little bit. But yes, it's one quarterback, one running back, two wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex position. So six people in a draft, six rounds, thirty-six players taken in the draft. So you're only drafting six quarterbacks in the draft. So there's no need to get too cute with it. Um, You just want to get a good, even mix, especially if you're doing a lot of drafts, just get a good, even mix uh, of those top signal callers all drafted. You know, there are different ADPs there. Um, For the running back position, every single, uh, every team that had one running back in their lineup, they drafted them in the back half of the rounds, all in round four, actually. So um, if you have one running, so, you know, all the battle royale winners with one running back in their lineup, they drafted that running back in the back half of of the draft. Um, Only two teams um, went running back, two running backs in the first three rounds. So uh, only two team, only two battle Royale winners of the 14 drafted two running backs, or I'm sorry, 13, only two drafted two running backs in the first three rounds. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, And of course, only one, team of the whole season of the of the 13 battle royale winners selected a running back in round one and no team actually started off with their draft with two running backs so that's something to keep in mind there for wide receiver um, three of the four three wide receiver winner teams uh, drafted a wide receiver in round one Yes, of course, for, as we stated, four teams drafted uh, four of the 13 Battle Royale winners drafted a wide receiver in round one. Four teams have drafted two wide receivers in the first three rounds that are Battle Royale winners. And no team has started off with with two wide receivers in their draft. Um, as we've stated before, it is a uh, the predominantly the winners have gone, I believe it is eight of 13 battle royale winners have had two running backs and two wide receivers in their lineup that is something to keep in mind there uh, you know there's only only 12 running backs can be drafted in a battle royale max so we're you know you were only we're only looking at even the highest of the running back pos, uh, positions you know the highest guys with the highest ceiling anyway so you know, you're going with a pretty safe there. If you get a couple of stud running backs in your lineup, you're already getting yourself in a pretty good position, but that does, you shouldn't discount drafting three wide receivers. It's certainly happened this year and you have a really, you know, wide receivers have a high you know, it's a more volatile, you know, but they have, they actually have a higher ceiling than a lot, most running backs, but they just have a lower floor. So just depends on your setup. You still kind of want to still draft the best player available uh, for tight end here like we said, five Battle Royale winners have started off with a round one tight end. So that is significant. That's much more than any other position. But one important note is that's happened three, the first three weeks of the season. Um, three of those five, I mean, happened the first three weeks of the season. So it was Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes the first week. Mark Andrews on the, was on the Battle Royale winner weeks two and three. And then we've only seen it two instances since then um, with once with Mark Andrews and once with Travis Kelsey. So that is just something to keep in mind there. Uh, and four teams actually went um, quarterback tight end in the first um, three rounds of draft. So that is something to keep in mind. And nine of the 12 battle Royale winners selected wide receiver or tight end in their first round. So we are seeing predominantly the battle Royale winners select wide receiver or tight end in round one uh, you know you're just you're you're you know you're getting yourself a really good you know especially tight end and quarterback i always tell people that they have such a, a more they're going to impact these battle royales than a lot other dfs slates because the smaller lineup you know DraftKings and FanDuel have a lot larger lineups than six players so quarterback and tight end aren't as important so you, you see that position really elevated here um but yeah, so you know, wide receiver and tight end are very volatile positions, so it doesn't surprise me to see that so you know when you're drafting when you're drafting these studs early on, like the Jeff Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, those guys are getting you know these guys are predominantly getting the battle royale win, so that is unsurprising to see. And with that, we will dive into some more specifics here. Actually, um, I have the uh, just some games to target right off the bat. It's it's an ugly week. It's it's not a good week for Dia. You know, there, there's a ten. It's it's bye week Armageddon. We're missing a lot of teams. I believe there's only ten games on this main slate. So you know, there's not a lot of games to pick from. There's only two games for the whole week uh, that are over uh, that have an over under over fifty. And I believe we only have access to one of those games on this under uh, on this battle royale slate. So. Um, the first game I have up here is the Vikings versus the Lions. It has an over/under of 53. I believe that might be the highest one of the week. You know, this this you know this is setting up pretty well for fantasy. Um, you know, the Lions and the Vikings have had high highs this year and very and some low lows for fantasy purposes. But um, the defenses are providing some great matchups. The Lions' defense is 32nd against quarterbacks for fantasy points, 10th against running backs, 28th for wide receivers, and 28th for tight ends the Vikings defense is 27th against cornerbacks, 19th against running backs and 30th against wide receivers. I didn't even bother to list the tight end because we are not even considering putting in any Detroit tight end in this battle Royale, especially with only six tight ends being drafted. So that that's a game that I'll be looking at. It's a, you know, there's there's a lot of players to like there. Amon Ross St. Brown, of course, might be, uh, you know, he's kind of entering that kind of elite wide receiver tier right alongside the A.J. Browns and, and things. I, I'm putting him ahead of A.J. Brown this week. So Amon Ross St. Brown is entering top five wide receiver territory. Uh, DeAndre Swift, we finally saw a sighting. You know, this is a really good matchup for him. You know, I love him as a cash play on, you know, the other DFS sites. But, uh, you know, I'm just not sure that him or Jamal Williams have the top you know, we we went over this last week too. Um, you know, basically, you're looking for top five um, upside from every single position: running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback. You know, predominantly you, the battle royale winner. It, it's such small lineups that you essentially need to be perfect. So what what you know what do we what are we saying when I say that? You need we're looking predominantly from just yeah you need a top five quarterback performance, top five tight end performance, top five. Top, uh, you need at least one or two top five wide receivers in in the top five, and I believe. Every single battle royale winner has had a top five running back performance. So, you know, so we're just looking, like I said, for top end performances here. And I'm just not sure that DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams have that week, have that this week. I do think Dalvin Cook has that this week. And I think he is a value that we will talk about uh, later on. We'll talk about him as a value pick in these underdog uh, battle royale drafts. Uh, he is, he is one of the, you know, he's the most expensive, uh, one of the most expensive running backs on those other sides. So they, they think he's going to have a big game. So I do too. The next game I have up here is the Browns versus the Bengals. You know this game could get ugly. You know, especially if Deshaun Watson looked like he did last week. He didn't even look like an NFL quarterback last week. If that continues, then you you might see you might see an you might see a Joe Mixon game where they just controlled the clock But, You know, I'm, I'm, Deshaun Watson was a, was a quarterback five in each of his healthy seasons. So if he you know if he re, looks like you know kind of regains some of that old composure that he had before. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to see the the Browns push the Bengals a little bit here. And if that's the case, then we have some exciting matchups here. Of course, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are fantastic. Um, Joe Mixon is is going to be healthy this week. Zach Taylor assured us that he's going to play. He had a five-touchdown performance in this last week. You know, all those guys aren't going to pop off for their ADP, but they're all so good that we want those guys on our Battle Royale rosters, um, you know, for those high-end outcomes that they can provide. Hayden Hurst is going to be out this week, so he's we don't have a Bengals tight end to consider. But on the Brown side, Amari Cooper is what you know one of these perfect Battle Royale wide receivers. He has five performances over 20 points this year, and then he has a lot of dead performances. That keeps his ADP very low. So, the, you know, that makes him very affordable from week to week. So, you know, I like to sprinkle Amari Cooper into all of my, uh, you know, in each week in my Battle Royale draft. I like to get a little Amari Cooper because he is fantastic, especially, uh, you know, at home. You know, that's not going to happen this week, but he is very good nonetheless. And I, you know, I don't I don't think he doesn't know how to play on the road. I just think it's more coincidental more than anything else Deshaun Watson. Is not someone that I am considering putting in any of my uh, battle royale drafts. I I think he could have a good day. I just don't think it's going to be a top three day like that we need. Nick Chubb, he's been, you know, he he just hasn't gotten that work. You know, once again, he's kind of not getting that workload that we want. So, do I, I think he has a top five upside? He's not someone I'm clamoring up to get. He has a pretty high ADP. He's not someone I'm clamoring at in this matchup. But I've certainly drafted a little bit of Nick Chubb this week. He, he's in a pretty good The Bengals. I haven't been, you know, the Bengals have a pretty stout defense, but Nick Chubb's a fantastic running back. So And the over-under on that game is 47. So they're certainly expecting some some fireworks there. So we're just hoping that Sean Watson has a little bit better game than he did last week. Oh, yeah. And I have uh, Njoku here. Uh, he's in one of my, kind of my tight end sleeper category. Not someone I'm overexposing myself to a tight end, but he'll be back, uh, should be back healthy this week. So And with Deshaun Watson, so I think that you know that that could be he he was flashing top ten tight end upside. It's hard to find actually uh, even ten tight ends, you know, coming back from injury that you like better than him. So, uh, just being one of the few options on the Cleveland Browns wide receivers, you know, being a thin wide receiver core there, David Njoku is a great option. And the last one I have up here, um, it, it has a very low over under, so Vegas disagrees with me, but I have the Jaguars and Titans here. Uh, the over-under is just 41.5, so Vegas anticipates this being a little uh, lower. And this is only if Trevor Lawrence plays. Maybe this is them factoring that in a little. This is them maybe hedging that a little bit, and he's questionable right now. He he says he thinks he can play, but that is remains to be seen. But these defenses, once again, you know, this is two defenses that are bad, so that, that could give us some good offensive performance. Jags defense is 25th against quarterbacks, 22nd against running backs, 24th against wide receivers, and 17th against tight ends. Uh, You know that's bottom half of the league in all those categories. Titans are thirty first against quarterbacks. They're pretty stout against running back eighth, uh, but thirty second thirty second to wide receivers and twentieth to tight ends. They're very susceptible to the pass. They are very those uh, perimeter wide receivers really get going against the Titans. So you know this could be a Zay Jones spot in some other sites. Uh, Like I said, we're looking for top five, top ten wide receiver outcomes. So Zay Jones is not on our battle royale radar, but zay jones is one of my dfs picks you know if you're if, if you're playing on some uh, vandal or DraftKings, uh, zay jones is somebody to keep in mind because he was a very popular play last week disappointed and now people won't be playing him again this week because they have a sour taste in their mouth so just something to keep in mind there that definitely uh this is not a game you probably just want to completely get off if trevor lawrence isn't on it you know maybe derrick henry but yeah titans are probably just going to try to control the game with derrick henry if trevor lawrence doesn't play so yeah, keep an eye on that game. But I actually, despite the Vegas over under, I actually don't hate that game for uh, targeting potentially, you know, and I always p- highlight those games because uh, you know, the, on the battle Royale, you know, du- you know, just the concept of correlating is just a little bit different than other DFS sites. Um, you know, single, single stacking is still predominantly. Most of the battle Royale winners, I, bo- um, it's about 60% of the battle Royale winners have had a single stack in their lineup. So you definitely still want correlating, but Double stacking is nearly impossible. the the uh, The only people who have double stacked a battle royale winner this year have been um, the. There's only two teams that you can do that with: uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. One one that's happened once for each of those uh, pairs this year, so um, it's not impossible. But you know, just when you're looking for two uh, wide receivers to have top five weeks, that's not going to happen for almost any. That's not going to happen for any other team other than the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. So. Just keep that in mind there, but um, with that, I will dive into some of my quarterback and tight end tiers. Like I've said, you were looking for top three performance, you know, predominantly every single battle Royale winners had a top three performance from their tight end. Every single battle Royale winners had a top three performance from their quarterback. Uh, it's 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 changed a little bit with tight end recently with kind of uh, Mark Andrews fading into the background a little bit, Travis Kelsey, not uh, quite the same, so um, he just had a couple down weeks, but he's still been fantastic. But, you know, it's just uh, But yeah, predominantly still top three tight end quarterback every single week. The Battle Royale winners had a top three quarterback in their lineup, except for week four when they had Josh Allen. So just breaking down the tiers here I have on my tier one. I only have one quarterback on my tier one of players this week. It is Jalen Hurts adp of 6.8 he is the highest quarterback drafted Um, new york giants are ninth against quarterbacks Um, he has some nice stacking options in aj brown and Devontae smith you could even bring it back with saquon barkley Um, a lot of the battle royale winners have had um, some bring backs this year so you know what i was mentioning earlier those games to target i like to mention those games to target because you know those are those are you know games to target you get some uh, some bring back options you know so um this is not one of those games, though I'm not uh, particularly target ha- forcing any New York Giants into my running uh, lineup. But Jalen Hurts and Saquon Barkley isn't a bad pairing. Um, he's been a top six quarterback each of the last six weeks. And uh, the Giants have given up 20 points uh, recently to, to you know, more inferior fantasy quarterbacks than like Geno Smith, Prescott, and Heineke. Second up on the um, I have my next uh, tier of quarterbacks. I have uh, leading it off uh, Patrick Mahomes, the leader for the MVP. Um, Denver is a very stout matchup. there, third in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position, but Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn, so I'm not worried about that there. Uh, you know, we actually can stack Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes this week. That's exciting. Uh, that hasn't been able to happen because Patrick Mahomes has been around one pick um, these last few weeks, but we are seeing him fall into the it's, you know, into the third round at, um, I have on my ADP here. So you can actually stack Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes, and that's exciting. Uh, but you can also pair Patrick with uh, Juju. You know, he you can draft him in round six. I I don't really see the, the high-end outcome there, so I'm not overexposing myself. And we also have Greg Dulcich as a sleeper tight end. Third up, Josh Allen. His ADP is a little higher than Patrick Mahomes, but I still have Patrick Mahomes ranked a little higher. Jets are eighth against fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, still, you have some nice stacking options. You can uh, go with uh, Stephon Diggs if Josh Allen is able to fall to you in the second round. You'll have to go Stephon Diggs in the first round, though. Gabriel Davis, once again, another guy just like Juju Smith-Schuster. You can get him in the sixth round, but someone that uh, you know uh, maybe you get you you miss your stack with uh, Stephon Diggs and you really want to stack Josh Allen. Gabriel Davis is an option for you, but once again, you know, guy that might be tough to get that top five upside that we're looking for. And Garrett Wilson has been fantastic. We recently, I believe he's been on, he was on the battle Royale winner last week and maybe even the week before too. So Garrett Wilson, a great option uh, in the last round of drafts. Actually, he might be going a little bit earlier now, but he was going in the last round the last couple of weeks. So that's a very good pick. And Joe, Oh yeah. Just some stats on Josh Allen. Number one in air yards, number one in interceptable passes and number one in danger plays. That's why we like Josh Allen. The offense is so good, especially earlier on in the year that, you know, they could be forward to be really risky. You know, they throw a pick. They're like, I will score on the next possession. So, and Joe Burrow, I have up as my fourth ranked quarterback. He is in, still in that tier two. Uh, It is Cleveland, which is 10th against fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, Definitely some very good stacking options for Joe Burrow here with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd, not someone I'm considering, doesn't have that top five upside that we're looking for. And Mari Cooper and Nick Chubb are possible bringbacks. Cincinnati Bengals were in the bottom 10 in the league in pass plays per game last year, and they are all the way up to seven this season. So we are seeing some Joe Burrow. That's why we're seeing Joe Burrow uh, improve as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, it's It's not a surprise either. He was a year, he, last year he was recovering from an ACL. We're seeing a fully healthy Joe Burrow. He's rushing the ball more now. Um, He already has more rushing yards than he did all of last season put together. So we're seeing Joe Burrow now fully healthy from that ACL surgery. And this is, you know, and he's paired with two of the best wide receivers in the league. Very exciting for fantasy. Um, In the next tier of quarterbacks, I have Dak Prescott leading it off. Uh, He has an ADP of 31.3 in the very last round. You can get him. He's in a surprisingly tough matchup this week. Houston ranks second in the league against quarterbacks. It is more because of the fact that the Houston Texans don't push anybody and teams are just content in rushing the ball. They're so bad on on run defense. Teams are just like, why would we risk passing the ball? Why would we risk hurting our quarterback? let's run this ball. Let's, uh, let's head home boys. You know what I mean? That's kind of the attitude. So, you know, I, I don't think the Houston pass deep get, uh, it's hard to say lucky, but, you know, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of random and luck that they you know they're ranked second in term in, against fantasy quarterback. So, you know, if, if they get pushed at all, or, you know, if Dallas kind of has just one of those juggernaut, you know, fourth quarters, like they did against Indianapolis, where they're just kind of accidentally falling in the end zone. Uh, you could see Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamb have some big days. Uh, Dak Prescott has had some very nice performances since coming back from injury. So he is somebody that I will be targeting in you know in that last round of drafts if I'm going deeper. at Quarterback Geno Smith is my next quarterback up. He is also in the last round of drafts. Carolina is 13th against fantasy quarterbacks this year. And you do also have some very nice stacking options in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. No bring back options. I'm not uh, even putting in DJ Moore in even any of my lineups. He just isn't going to get us there, I don't believe. Um, But yeah, Geno Smith, you know, we're seeing a little, you know, he had a top three quarterback performance last week. And, you know, we're just seeing, you know, we kind of saw midseason, not lull there. He was still playing effectively, but just wasn't giving us those top end performances that he was before. So that was nice to see in, you know, he, he does have, it's not, it was nice to see that he does have that upside to get us to a battle Royale, win that top three finish, Kirk cousins is in a wonderful matchup. Again, he is also in the last round and he is going up against Detroit who ranks dead last. And in, in terms of fantasy points, given up to the quarterback position, you can stack him with Justin Jefferson or TJ Hawkinson. Both. Those are fantastic options and you can bring it back with Amon Rossi Brown or Deandre Swift, potentially. Um, yeah, and like I said, this is more just the matchup. Uh, Kirk Cousins has not given us one of those performances this season as of date yet. But if anybody's going to do it, against, it's going to be against Detroit. Kirk Cousins certainly has has the horses to get there with TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. And last up here, I have Trevor Lawrence. If he plays, um, you know, this is just another great matchup. Tennessee is second to last in terms of fantasy points given up at the quarterback position. He's been a quarterback one in five of the last seven games. He's gone interception free six of the last seven games, uh, you know, and just in, you know, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk's been fantastic. He's a great stacking option with Trevor Lawrence. You can bring him back uh, or, you know, potentially Evan Ingram. I have him as my last tight end sleeper here, but you can bring him back with Derrick Henry. You know, this all stems on his health of course, but, you know um, and he put up a dud last week so that's why he, he kind of got buried and in, in he, he probably should be a little bit higher than where where he's going on you know he's kind of really really low on drafts you know kind of uh, outside of even quarterback one range i think on the battle royale right now so that's a little bit harsh for trevor lawrence he's been good he just was in a good spot last week and struggled so people and you know he, he and plus you know he only got one half one almost healthy half of football so you never know if he would have stayed healthy maybe that matchup could have gotten a little better for him so You know, those are the quarterbacks that I have up. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins and Trevor Lawrence. Any other quarterback I'm not, you know, like I said, um, you need a really high end outcome. So there's no need to get too cute a quarterback. You know, um, there's some other quarterbacks that provide some nice value on the other DFS sites, um, you know, especially when you're trying to build with a salary. But, yeah, like I said, so there's just not any reason, you know, those kind of quarterbacks, the Tyler Huntleys, the Mike Whites, the Jared Goffs, uh, Tom Brady, they just don't have – they they could have a good week. They could have a quarterback one week, but they just don't have the upside that we're looking for in this particular format. So with that, we will get into the tight ends, tight end one. Um, You know, and I always break into these tiers because, you know, we're looking for such high-end outcomes from these players. I just want to give you the players that are going to give you that chance, and we're just going to eliminate all the rest of them. So tier one, Travis Kelsey. He is the uh, second uh, 2.3 ADP, second pick in the draft. Denver is 15th in points given up at the tight end positions. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, if you draft Travis Kelsey in round one, it'd almost be criminal not to draft Patrick Mahomes in round two if he's available. So definitely do that he's been on two battle royale winning rosters one in week one and one that was a few weeks ago uh, he's been a top three tight end the first 10 games of the year and then he had a top uh, tight end four and tight end 14 performance the last two weeks so like i said just a small slump for travis Scott Cull- whatever you want to call a slump for him you know what i mean so um But I expect, you know, that could easily change this week. You know, anybody's stats against tight ends or whatever, you can throw out the window against Travis Kelsey. He's, you know, just like Patrick Mahomes. Matchup doesn't matter here. He could have a big week, especially with the Kansas City uh, receiving room, kind of Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't hasn't come back back to his full role since regaining health. Kadarius Toney nursing his hamstring injury still. Nicole Hardman still on IR, so Travis Kelsey is going to be a target machine still. So not much more to elaborate on there. If you have the first or second pick in the draft, don't be afraid. Like I said, five Battle Royale winners have selected tight end in the first round, so not a bad pick there. Mark Andrews, ADP of 17.1. I have him up second here. It has been a little bit of a tough second half of the season for Mark Andrews. Uh, He has not finished as a top three tight end since week six, and and since those and since then, those were the only he's only finished as a top three tight end when he's gotten above ten targets in a game, and he hasn't gotten ten targets in a game since week five, so or week six, sorry, One of, yeah, week six. So it's just yeah, that's what we're depending on target volume that could really change. Tyler Huntley, Mark Andrews had his most successful stint of the year last year with Tyler Huntley as his quarterback, so that you know that's not entirely impossible. But uh, Mark Andrews' struggles have coincided with a little bit with Lamar Jackson's struggles. And Pittsburgh, um, yeah, it's a tough matchup potentially for uh, Ravens as well. Pittsburgh uh, has been, and defense has been a little bit more stout lately. And next up here, I have TJ Hawkinson at ADP of 21.8. That is going to be in the fourth round of drafts. Detroit ranks 29th in points given up to the tight end position. You have a nice stack in Kirk Cousins or some possible bringbacks in Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift. It should be noted that there have been some um, – that I believe half the battle Royale winners have also had a bring back option in their lineup. So, you know, just, you know, you know, and that just means, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be with the quarterback wide receiver pairing, but just two players on opposing teams in their lineup. And, you know, that's, you know, that that's popular because, you know, not every game in the NFL is a high scoring, you know, some, a lot of the games are just kind of muddling 17 to 14 kind of fairs. And, you know, and if you do pick that game, right. That has multiple touchdowns, you know, you you know, there's going to be players that are popping off on both sides. So it's a little bit easier to correlate that when you do do that. But yeah, just, uh, he has just one touchdown, um, you know, is he has, uh, you know, it's just always wondering if, if he's worth, you know, if he's worth the ADP, you know, every single week. But uh, like I said, in a good matchup, does he have that upside? I think so. So uh, next up, I have Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he is Go, you know, the rest of the tight ends are going in the last round of draft. So you know, you have those three guys who are going a bit earlier. And next up, I have Pat Fryermuth. He's been just been a target machine. He's on pace for 863 yards, and that was with a missed game. And he's getting it done with only one touchdown. You know, every other the tight end position is very touchdown dependent. And Pat Fryer is somebody who's unusual in the case that he has not, just been getting it done with pure target volume. So, you know, that's just something that if Kenny pick were wherever to take a step that next step forward as a passer you could really see pat fry break with breakout george kittle next up here 33.5 you know people are really discounting him now that uh, grapple is out which is which rightfully so but he still has that upside you know just that game breaking you know is it i think you know it was always he was boom but he was that perfect uh, just like i was saying about amari cooper he's kind of perfect for this format he's going to have some dead games that keep his price down low but then he just has that ability where you know When he goes off, you know, you've got him late and, you know, you got George Kittle in the sixth round, you know, you're you're putting yourself in great shape to get put a battle Royale winner up or put yourself very high up in the standings. So I think those games are going to be a little fewer and farther between than they already were um, with uh, Brock Purdy as the quarterback. But uh, I still think he has that upside. I still think we're going to see some big games down the stretch, you know, in the playoffs or in the fantasy playoffs uh, from George Kittle and, Tampa Bay is twenty eighth against uh, the tight end position in terms of fantasy points. You can pair, you can do do some nice bring back options with Godwin or Evans if you were to draft him, and he has a yeah, it's it's within his range of outcomes. He has three top five tight end performances. So George Kittle, some uh, nice, uh, tar, you know, like this is where all the risk is already baked into the ADP. So don't be too afraid there. Dalton Schultz is the next guy I have up. He's going a little before George Kittle in drafts, but I do, um, I just think George Kittle has higher upside. Um, in my weekly rankings, if I was going to start two players, I would probably start Dalton Schultz. But if you were asking me who could finish as the overall tight, who has the higher likelihood of finishing as the overall tight end one, that would be George Kittle. And that's why I have him a little bit higher. Um, three, you know, he has three of the five games, as a top six, three of his last five games as a top six tight end. Nice uh, stacking option. You can do Dalton Schultz. And Dak Prescott in the final two rounds of drafts, if you wanted to. That finishes up my third tier. Um, I had, so in the first tier, I had Travis Kelsey, second tier, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. I don't think I was telling you that as I was doing it. So that's why I'm rereading it here for you. And in tier three, I have Pat Fryermuth, George Kittle, and Dalton Schultz. And just with, the, I'm just going to some quick hitters for y'all here. Uh, you know, these are just some tight end sleepers, not someone I am overexposed myself. But if you are doing a lot of drafts, you know these are good names you know you could throw out there somebody a little bit more you get greg dulcich kansas city just you know their defense is bad you know uh, and you know the broncos are going to score you know the broncos are going to look pretty good you know if i'm a chiefs fan if i had to guess i would say the broncos are going to have one of their better games of the season this this week so jerry judy and greg dulcich are nice sleepers Uh, david njoku just how is he going to mesh with Deshaun Watson? He the upside is there, especially if Deshaun Watson can look like 60 or 70% of how he looked back in 2020. Evan Ingram is the last guy I have up here. We've seen a couple big performances from Evan Ingram this year. Sometimes he flashes that, you know, he has a problem with drops, but Evan Ingram is somebody just can't, he has that athletic ability that you know can break off a big play. So those are my tight end tiers with that I will go into some running back and wide receiver values um, I, I switch it up for running backs and wide receivers I don't list all the running backs and wide receivers in order because every running back and wide receiver drafted in the first few rounds of drafts is going to have that upside that you know just ha- you know you know every all the first and second and third round wide receivers and running backs they have obvious upside there that they can finish in the top three so there's no point in talking about it You know, you draft your favorite ones from that week. You know, you get yourself a decent exposure. If you're doing multiple drafts, get yourself a decent exposure to, you know, you know, the A.J. Browns, the Amon Ross St. Browns, the Jamar Chases. You know, we all know why those guys are good. But these guys are, you know, guys who are going probably a little bit later, you know, probably in the back half of drafts at least. A lot of them probably in that sixth round. Um, Just guys that could finish in that top five at the very end of drafts. And we will look at the running backs first. Travis Etienne, round six, 34.9 ADP it's a tough matchup this week. Um, Tennessee is, you know, very stout against the run, but you know, Travis Etienne is one of those guys just due to his talent and his receiving upside. And I put that in quotations because he has, we haven't seen it this year. Uh, You know, he runs a ton of routes. He just does not get targeted. Uh, You know, he's kind of, you know, uh, there's a, there's a term in the fans community for that, for the wide receivers who run a ton of routes and don't get targeted, uh, doing cardio, you know, and that's, and that, you know, that's kind of what Travis Etienne does out there on a lot of those passing routes. But, Due to that, he does have um, he does have upside. But you know, all you know, he did have three RB one performances in a row before you know ha- su- uh, suffering an injury. Then he we had a bye week, came back slow last week. So he is going way at the end of re- uh, way at the end of drafts. But he is fifth in breakaway run rate, and he does have a role in that passing game, like we said. So he is someone, although. You know, I, I, you know, someone I, I'm not ranking anywhere near the top. I'm more of a back end, RB1 high end, RB2. He does have, he does have that in his range of outcomes. So Kwon Barkley is going in the fourth round right now. And, you know, he's just, just somebody, you know, he's so good that, you know, once again, matchup is relatively tough, but it's, you know, just somebody that you want in your lineup. He's so good, you know, in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, you know what, it could just be Saquon Barkley week. You know what I mean? What if he catches 12 passes for 120 yards, you know, that, that, you know, you're going to want him in your lineup, you know, just, you know, at so you know, I know, you know, recency bias and the matchup always play a lot into these battle Royales, but at some point you just want the really good players on your roster. So Saquon Barkley is someone I, I do like in that fourth round, um, you know, and you have some nice bring backs on the Eagle side. He's had a, He's, but you know what's weird is he only had three top five running back performances all year but he is number one in snap shirt, number two in carries seven in targets this is a guy who's getting all that opportunity Maybe may bogged down by that offense a bit joe mixon adp 27.4 that is purely because he missed he missed a couple games and now uh, and samahi p ryan had had a couple big games too uh, but zach taylor has assured us that joe mixon is going back in that starting running back role we see it all the time okay running backs come in they you know, they have, they find success, you know, in that limit you know, limited role, a sweat. they go right back to their old playing time usually. So I really, um, Samahi Piran might, might have earned himself a little bit of a role in the offense. You know, he's going to get mixed in a little bit, but Joe Mixon's going to get the work here and he's going in the fifth round of drafts. I love that. Um, Cleveland is 31st in fantasy points against the running back position. Second to last, you have some uh, nice bring backs in Amari Cooper and David Njoku, apparent. um, And he has that one, just I believe, just one top five running back performance all year. And that was the overall one running back when he had five total touchdowns. But like I said, we are looking at this for the matchup and the discounted price because of injury. And last up for the running backs, I have Ezekiel Elliott, ADP 27.1 rate alongside Travis Etienne. You know, this one is just everyone is on Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is much more explosive. But you know, just the Cowboys love Ezekiel Elliott. It would not take much if Ezekiel pops off a couple big runs for them to for this to be Ezekiel Elliott week against the dead the Houston Texans that rank dead last against fantasy points given up to the running back position. So, you know, I'm I'm willing in the fifth round against the, the Texans that are gonna give up a lot of points to the running backs this week. It's just who's gonna get them, or maybe it's an even split, but. Ezekiel Elliott is, is someone who I, I think could have a big day and who, like I said, is just going really deep in drafts because Tony Pollard's kind of assumed the control is backfield, but not really. Ezekiel Elliott's still going to get darn near 50% at worst of the carries, maybe even more. So, you know, don't be afraid to get a little different with Ezekiel Elliott this week and a great matchup for wide receivers. I have Christian Kirk up 25.7 ADP against the Dead last-ranked Tennessee Titans uh, wide receivers. A lot of that is perimeter wide receivers. So, you know, Zay Jones is, a, is even in a better matchup this week. But Christian Kirk could have a big day as well. This is definitely something to keep Trevor Lawrence's health in mind. Um, you know, he's not – maybe Christian Kirk could still be a DFS player on the other sides, but he would not be a possible play if the Jaguars used their second-string quarterback. And honestly, I can't even remember who that is off the top of my head. But I know – He's not going to give Christian Kirk uh, that kind of range of outcomes. But um, he has had seven-plus targets in six straight games, so he has been getting a lot of targets, just like this next guy I have up here, Chris Godwin, ADP 30.3. Yeah, I mean, he's been a target machine. He's been a had double-digit targets, 10-plus targets, in all but one game since he's returned back from injury. He is by far and away the number one uh, running – i mean the number one wide receiver in in this room it's not even close anymore uh, it's just mike evans is a, it's just he's kind of boom or bust big play guy now and chris godwin is getting those consistent targets everyone he's had 60 plus yards and seven of those nine active games so i really like chris godwin deep in drafts you know as just he gets we're, we're seeing him get healthier better and better and it's as he's getting healthier and healthier so i think we could see some big games down the stretch amari cooper is somebody i already talked about in the last round of drafts he's had the, the five 20 plus fantasy point games. And um, yeah, just that upside that you're looking for, you know, when you're looking when, when you're at the last round, I mean, you need a wide receiver still, and you're in round six. Like I said, who we're not looking for players who are like this. We're not looking for Zay Jones, for example, who could have a nice week, but is he an alpha wide receiver that has a wide receiver one range finishing his end of outcomes? No. So Amari Cooper does though. So that's a great pick in the last round of drafts. Gabe Davis. I know what I said earlier. I know I, I said he I doesn't. Maybe, maybe doesn't have that upside, but it's the last round. You know, he could, you know, have we seen those three catch 180-yard performances? Yeah, we saw that four touchdowns against the Chiefs last year. He's certainly capable of it. And, you know, is if he does that, are you are you putting yourself in a great chance to win $25,000? Yes, yes, you are. So um, in the last round, I am willing, especially if I didn't end up getting a Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen stack, and I have Josh Allen. I am willing to take Gabe Davis there. And last up, I have Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, You know, this is just a a stacking option with Mahomes. Um, You know, just somebody who's going deep in drafts, not someone I'm overexposing myself to, because it's going to be hard to get him as a top five, top 10 wide receiver, but you know, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. And and if the Denver Broncos decide to lock up Travis Kelsey, you could see Juju Juju Smith Schuster should be able to kind of uh, hide from Patrick Sertan a little bit too. So, I like Juju Smith-Schuster a lot this week. And, you know, it just kind of, it has to, it has to be somebody. So with that is the, what I, all I have down here for the week 14 battle Royale. Uh, I'm going to be keep going over, uh, you know, these battle Royales as we close out the season here, as we get even into the fancy playoffs and standard leagues, you know, that doesn't change the battle Royale that much. Um, and then I'm going to be doing these playoff best balls too. Um, one of these days I'd like to do a live draft on here. It's got a, I'm bad with technology. I'm 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 sure somebody could explain it to me very easily. I've been told it's very easy, so I just need to do that. So maybe next week or the week after, we'll start doing some live battle royale drafts on here too. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Good luck this weekend. Um, I'll be posting. uh, Andrew Rob will be coming out with our battle royale article tomorrow. We alternate on those. I already posted my battle royale thread on the week. You know, I got some. You know, I do some dynasty content for some other sites. uh, Some. There's some weekly headline articles for fantasy coaches podcast. So check that stuff out too and have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Thank you so much.